0: Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast, with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it air. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray, we love YMM. Tuesday,
1: seventy-one percent of people polled in obviously a recent poll look forward to canceled plans. Shocking, shocking news. Also breaking. Most people enjoy food. Uh, yeah, of course we like canceled plans. It's, this is not, this shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, 71% of people, that's an interesting number, but the only reason that there's a 29% of a holdout is because of those specific plans. There are those plans that are a pain or maybe expensive to reschedule. Those are not great plans to have canceled on you, especially if they're from the place that you have paid the money to, right? Like the venue, the the hotel, the, the airline, whatever, whatever right? It could be a pain in the ass, for sure. But the rest of it is more than welcome cancellations. All of it. The social duties off of the calendar, the pants, they are coming back off along with the pressure, right? Along with the pressure. A date for lovers of the number two. Absolutely. It is 2-22-2022 today. And people are losing their minds about it. It's actually really funny to me. And, you know, whatever. Celebrate whatever small little insignificant or extremely significant thing you want to do. So funny that people were already losing their minds over February 2nd, being like, look at all the twos! Look at all the twos! I can't believe it! Holy cow, have you ever seen so many twos? No, uh, I guess I haven't. And then February 20th came by just a couple days ago, and they were like, oh my god, another twos! So many twos again! You've been blowing your top too early, I'm afraid. Today is the most twos possible in a date for 200 more years. Yeah, 200 more years. It'll have to be 2,222, February 22nd, before we actually see this topped. And then we have to add another digit to things, so we get it's more like another 10,000 years. All right? So, this is the last time in your lifetime that you're going to be able to enjoy so many twos in the date. Whatever that... Whatever that means, I guess. You're listening to the
0: Steve Reeve Podcast Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM.
1: Very interesting. Two halves of an infamous lyric sheet of a Jimi Hendrix show has uh, been put back together. It was torn in twain in 1967 on February 20th, so almost to the date. Uh, Yeah, well, there's a Hendrix gig. Bath Pavilion was the name of the spot uh, in place of Chuck Berry, who had to cancel his performance. So... Yeah, he wasn't even supposed to be here that day. Uh, but uh, two young, teenage at the time women were trying to wait at the stage door to get an autograph. No blank paper around. He tore a page from the notebook then rips it in half, signs each half, gives it to the fans, they go on their way. 55 years later, the pair of them have gotten together and in person have attached the two pieces of the set list once again. Uh, and uh, it's actually a road to reuniting these two halves and these two people that started with the reach out of, of, of you know, looking for each other in 2021. And uh, less than a year later, they managed to actually track each other down the power of the internet. Led Zeppelin in the news again, specifically because of John Paul Jones and putting When the Levee Breaks down for a charitable cause. In fact, it's a new recording featuring 17 other musicians from around the world and recorded for part of the Playing for Changes Songs Around the World initiative, which aims to uh, raise funds and raise awareness for conservation uh, efforts. Organizations like Conservation International, American Rivers, the WWF, Reverb, and Playing for Change Foundation. Meanwhile, Slack Slash has been loosely teasing some even more new old music from Guns N' Roses. Of course, they, uh, not too recently, but in the last year, released Absurd and Hard School. New singles, but technically old tracks because they were originally envisioned in the infamous Chinese Democracy album recording sessions, just never actually made the cut. Well, now Slash is saying that there is new material coming. Everybody's always asking, as he told Consequence of Sound. I would imagine that there will be one or two songs that come around the time that we hit the road in June Makes a lot of sense Help promote the shows Help promote the music All coming together Wednesday We've got a theory We've got a theory about yesterday Yesterday was Hashtag Tuesday <laughs> I was actually uh, Out to dinner With uh, with friends And uh, told them about. Like They knew about the whole Lots of twos thing Everybody did But I was like yeah And on a Tuesday too Mind exploded <laughs> And that's just it We all latched onto it all of us, because it's kind, kind of interesting and fun, right? And we are desperate for more of kind of interesting and fun in our lives. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dead set on this. I think we would have made a big deal even if it wasn't weird. Circumstances, pandemic, awful things going on. But still, I think it's just extra hit because of it. And it's... <sighs> we're desperate for more interesting and fun. But it's like expressing joy and appreciation for interesting and fun for something these days is immediately met with the equal and opposite reaction. But that's because it's associated with something. This, a date on the calendar, is just a date on the calendar. So it's not linked to any person or party or company or movement or brand or franchise or platform. Hashtag Tuesday honestly has more to do with an ancient guy named Gregory, I'm guessing, and a couple of egotistical Caesars that put in extra months after Gregory was done with his 10. Anything that's going on today, uh, no association greater than that. And who cares, because you could also argue that that exact same association stands for every single date on the calendar. So, I mean, enjoy your Tuesday. And in 200 years, some children will enjoy the next one. A man from Edmonton has got a new... uh, ...unofficial record under his belt. This guy put on an insane amount of shirts to run a half marathon and the visual is pretty good because he kind of looks like a Sasquatch or something. His body shape is just, just off. His uh, name is David Eliak and uh, he was set to break the Guinness World Record for most shirts on his person during a half marathon and in his own words he says, it hurt. Um, unofficially calling it at 90 apparently which would break the record of 76. However, it's weird. He's saying it's unofficial maybe just because it needs to be ratified and... It takes time to hear back from the, the people. I get that, I get that. But he says he thinks he wanted, he did it, and that, uh, you know, he was looking to do a hundred t-shirts? But 90's pretty good, 90's pretty good. He just wanted to do it to make people smile and make people laugh and make someone's day a little bit better. So, uh, he hurt for us. For us, you see. Now you go back out there and you make it official! Alright, put 91 shirts on and run that track AGAIN! The good news is you can re- reuse most of those shirts, like pretty much all of them, except for maybe the the few shirts at the very core of the shirt monster that managed to soak up sweat even in minus 30 degree weather. You know, skip those ones. Get, get refreshers.
0: Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast.
1: Time for a little bit of music news, starting off with Daft Punk. Yes, electronica music for sure, but but one of the most influential electronic acts of all time. One year ago, yesterday... They announced that they were going to be breaking up, retiring, what have you. And yesterday, on that one-year anniversary, they happened to reveal that they're going to be putting out a 25th anniversary of their debut album, Homework, special edition, deluxe edition, plus a live stream, not of new stuff, but actually a classic recording, a live stream of a performance that they did back in 1997. And uh, they weren't even wearing their signature helmets yet. You actually get to see the people underneath the robot suits. Yeah, very, very cool, and they did that, of course, on the Tuesday, and they uh, started their live stream at 2.22 in the afternoon, uh, Eastern Time, Uh, you know, it's... it's, uh Really, I guess, on brand for the uh, act, for sure, but I am 100% curious about what those uh, expanded versions and cuts are on that deluxe version of the album. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Unfortunately, we've got sad news for the remainder of our music news segment this morning, starting off with the lead singer of Procol Harum, Gary Brooker, passing away the age of 76. Uh, he was very accomplished as a musician, uh, played piano, composed, he was a lyricist, and unfortunately he was being uh, treated for cancer and died peacefully at home over the weekend, according to a statement from the band's website. And another... Unfortunate passing Mark Lanigan uh, who was a grunge icon of the Screaming Trees as well as a a singer for Queens of the Stone Age He died at the age of 57. This man has worked with so many different artists including Kurt Cobain before his death uh, Moby, Isabel Campbell, Nico Case and the list goes on and on and on and on and uh, he passed away as well at his home in Killarney, Ireland and uh no other information given at the time other than the fact that he was with family. It's chilly weather out there. It's not just because of the fact that it's cold, but you know what? This is the kind of weather where I really like chilly. Chili is like, you know, it's like soup weather, stew weather, anything that's really warm and sticks to your guts, as my mom would say, and, you know, keeps you in that warm state is is a okay for me. And chili is in the news again because of a, a very famous recipe talking about Kevin Malone's chili from the office yes you remember the scene where he dumps about 40 liters of it all over the carpet (laughs) how many times have they had to replace the carpet in that place I don't know but apparently this uh, recipe though it has been available in certain parts of the internet or at least people claim it actually has been released by NBC directly in a very very unlikely spot it's a recipe passed down from Malone's for generations It's probably the thing I do best These <laughs> slips in it where was it found well a uh, a content creator online who absolutely adores The Office apparently found it within the terms and conditions of NBC's streaming service Peacock TV yeah I'm not sure how deep into it you have to read but I know that I would never have discovered it myself because I like most people never ever read that stuff but they found it in there the full recipe in its entirety, now much easier to find because you don't have to go through all of the terms of conditions, the terms of use, terms of service. You just need to find this video on TikTok and it's all there for you. Now, making it and not spilling it, that's a whole nother challenge. Thursday. Absolutely huge. Chunky is the term. Chunky. There's a massive black bear named Hank the Tank, wanted by California law. <laughs> At face value it's so funny It's not great People's homes have been broken into There's worry that unfortunately The bear may have, have to be euthanized Hopefully a lot of people are calling For him to be extracted And put into a sanctuary of some kind More to come on that When he is actually located Somehow he is evading the law While being the most gigantic bear You can imagine Weighing over 500 pounds Uh yeah More than the average bear. Uh, And also, it appears that he has skipped hibernation because the timeline of events seems like he's been breaking into houses throughout the winter. He should be sleeping off the fat stores. Instead, he is just locked into adding and adding and adding. Living his best life. He's so big that he's just learned how to just bust through garage doors. Hank the Tank. You'll see him coming. You'll see him coming. I mean, unless you're sleeping. A bear on the run from California law? I don't know. Something about that just absolutely tickles me. But also, it's not lost on me that there's a metaphor for a giant bear breaking into neighboring houses. That's not lost on me this morning. New Green Day music is coming. We got some music news updates for you. And they have just teased that something called 1972 Is Coming. Happens to be the uh, the birth date of members of the band, uh, birth year rather, and just uh, all over their social media, TikTok, on Instagram, on everything they have shared, exactly 10 seconds of this track... And that's all you get until it is released at a later time. Meanwhile, Tool is going to be marking the 30th anniversary of their opiate album, uh, imagining uh, things into a new song, short film, as well as art book available for the fans. This is a uh, classic EP from 1992, so an uh, extended version of the title track is coming, as well as some other goodies, and that's all supposed to be available March 18th, including behind the scenes stuff, making of photos, interviews, and a whole lot more. Meanwhile, El John seems like he can't get a break. Uh, he was shaken up after an emergency landing, an emergency landing on a private jet that he was on uh, and uh, having to uh, experience hydraulic failure at a height of 10,000 feet. Cruising altitude. Yeah, not a fun experience. However, he is okay. And as well, of course, everybody else on board.
0: Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM.
1: Good morning to you. I mean, I hope, I sincerely hope it is a good morning. I um, wanted to take a minute to acknowledge that some, you know, uh, people in our lives might really not be dealing well with uh, what's going on, with everything that we've been witnessing, witnessing lately, but, you know, particularly this morning, waking up to literal images of war and violence. Um... As well as the aftermath, of course, the devastation that's left in its wake. Um, I'm honestly, you know, reeling a little bit, reading about how there uh, could be some fighting close to the Chernobyl plant, that, uh, you know, there's a, a fear of, of, of nuclear waste being uh, affected by it. Uh, there's just so many lives that have been displaced. It's just a really, really, really hard thing to watch, of course. And you know there's a dis- there's something that I'm reminded of uh, just by on a visual level you know and it's the devastation that we witnessed when when fire tore through our community you know not too long ago years ago uh, tearing through our neighborhoods of course you must make a distinction uh, of course that was you know a uh, wildfire and this is destruction that's being directly caused by willful action um and it's hard to see so i just wanted to acknowledge that uh, no solutions Really, at all. Uh, not that you should be seeking them from me anyway, but uh, it's just hard to experience. Uh, hard to see, I'm sure, harder to experience for those that actually are. Um, so be thankful for where you are today, and you know, be thankful for the freedoms that we get to enjoy. Friday. Nostalgia fans of Saturday morning cartoons from old, get ready for this, because somebody finally, finally had the bright idea. Finally, after all these years to just make toys that mash up the Transformers and G.I. Joe characters. I'm serious. It's taken this long, and I didn't think of it earlier. I know you didn't think of it earlier. But finally, Hasbro has thought of it. (laughs) And they are going to... I mean, they've done mashups before. Uh, They've done, like, Ghostbusters mashups, Back to the Futures mashups, but never have they decided to go with their, like, basically next-door neighbor on the Saturday morning lineup from the 1980s. Yeah. Making it so that you can have Megatron transform into a hiss tank for the Baroness from the Cobra operation, you know, stuff like that. Um, it, it, Completely unnecessary. Kinda still want it. Uh, you know, uh, absolutely every single figure. Not that, uh, not that I have any room or money for it, but still. There's absolutely that nostalgia yearning. However, makes me think, this would be an interesting thing to see on the big screen. Maybe, maybe. I mean, those movies have gotten to be just absolute popcorn flicks. With, the you know, not much substance to them, but still, uh, eye candy. Feast for the eyes if you can stomach the storylines sometimes. But better yet, better yet, you know what? Don't make it into a big live-action movie, big giant set-piece situation. No, no, you know what they should actually do? Crossover G.I. Joe and Transformers just in a brand new 80s-style cartoon. Netflix, I'm talking to you. I know you've revamped some stuff like Masters of the Universe times two in the last year, so come on, get on it. Do you want to be smelling dog poo for two months straight and make $6,500 for it? Yeah, uh, there's a company out there in the world, and of course I don't, I haven't read the details, I don't know if it's available to Canadian residents, blah blah blah, but they are offering a sum of money to smell your own dog's poop after feeding it different types of food is the whole idea that's why it's going to take about 2 months cuz you know uh, you know uh, testing the effects of different diets on digestion stool odor as well as general health Uh, and you know hopefully these foods are not gonna be doing anything bad to the health but you know even with people certain foods just don't mix well with certain individuals and I think that's really the case they're looking for any trends of foods that make doggies tummies maybe not so good but then you run the risk diarrhea dog running around the house you don't want that you don't want that even for sixty five hundred dollars that seems like a tall order but you know what look at it this way you got a lazy neighbor you might be smelling dog boo for about two months as the snow and ice melts anyway, and you won't see a dime for it, so... Hey, why not? Dave Grohl is facing the gauntlet of hot ones. Ten hot wings, ten even hotter questions. I think they say spicy. I could have it a little bit wrong. I'm a big fan, though, of the series on YouTube uh, from First We Feast. Sean Evans, fantastic interview conductor for sure. But this one, Dave Grohl kind of flipping things on him just a little bit. He's, uh, he's taken over. And I think that that's kind of how Dave Grohl operates, right? This episode just showed up yesterday, almost 1.5 million views already! Holy cow. And if you haven't watched yet, I highly recommend. I was just looking for a clip to share with you from it, and full disclosure, 100% cards on the table, I got totally distracted just watching it, and I didn't grab a clip at all. At all. But I can tell you, really cool to hear about kind of the advent of this Studio 666 movie that's out today. Horror comedy, like full-fledged horror comedy from the Foo Fighters, from the brain of Dave Grohl. Um, And if you're not aware of this, go watch the trailers. The Red Band one made me laugh, and it's super gory. Uh, But uh, this is the whole story of them trying to record an album in some haunted house, and Dave Grohl gets uh, possessed. You know, the rest of the story is going to be in the movie for you. But I guess the impetus of this was that he was just in a house that kind of was creepy doing demos, thought maybe we'll record the album here boom epiphany what if we do a super super low budget slasher movie you know he's pitching it to the band as if it's gonna be you know run and gun just just shooting with whatever cameras we can find and just this ridiculous thing kind of akin to some of the action they've gotten into their uh, mu- music videos before they've had very cinematic cinematic music videos <clears throat> Pitches the idea. Band says, yeah, sounds good. And the next thing he knows, there are table reads being scheduled. There are millions of dollars being thrown out. They're getting daily cuts of the footage, and they're going as a band. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. We, we actually made a real movie, which is cool. I want to see this real movie that they made. Good thing we've got a chance to, this weekend, today. And in the meantime, check out that Hot Ones episode. One for the, the, the all-time greats. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Roxy Music. Roxy Music, a band looking to re-release all of their eight studio albums on vinyl throughout the year. So this is going to start off in April with their uh, self-titled debut, and as well, For Your Pleasure, which was their second album released, and the rest with, you know, dates to, to come. Self-titled debut album turning 50 years of age this year, by the way. Yeah, some early 70s music for you, re-released on the bests. The best medium to actually listen to classic music on. Um, Avril Levine is well in the news because she has just dropped a uh, a, a random uh, album, "Love Sucks," into a stream, and uh, you know it was uh, not quite expected just yet. She said did say it was going to be coming in the early year, uh, and uh, you know February was targeted, but uh, you know here we are with it actually out, big big way, and uh, her supporting it, calling it uh, you know a big, not just a comeback, a reimagining of what exactly she wants to do. And I do see the parental advisor Explicit content warning on there, so there could be some interesting stuff. Meanwhile, the situation in uh, Ukraine and Russia has uh, been, you know, spilling over into music news as we've been seeing metal bands like the Ukrainian uh, group Ginger uh, condemning the decision to start a war. Russian rap acts also canceling sold-out gigantic shows in Russia's capital of Moscow, and the list goes on. Way, way more to come from this story as it continues to develop nude colony nude nude resorts they still need to feed people right and you do the math you figure oh maybe they're going to be clothed in the in the kitchen yeah not usually the case and uh, there's a story that I was just reading about say uh, a naturist park in Canada with the head chef uh, explaining what it's like to cook in the nude and why it's so enjoyable and honestly n- maybe not full nude but a shirtless cook has definitely happened more than a dozen times in my life for sure in fact even when I was, you know, a little bit younger, living with roommates, living with the boys, uh, you know, it used to be like a, a, a weekend traditions. They make the big, big breakfast, but whoever's cooking the bacon, you can't just cook that. You got to be manly. Take your shirt off. Cook it without your shirt on. Feel the grease. Feel the burn. It's silly, but it's, it's fun. And also a chance for hair to get in there. That's what I care about. I don't care if you're cooking food nude. Just don't get any hair in it and I don't care where that hair originated on your body it doesn't matter the location It's a hair in my food. I don't like it But um, but I mean bacon the ultimately you I think everybody will think of when you think of difficult food to cook in the nude But I want to know what else do you think would be a nightmare to cook nude? Or conversely, what's a really easy thing to cook nude? Regardless of all of that, I just can't help but think of the song If You're Into It by Flight of the Concords. If you haven't heard it, uh, worth it. And then maybe later, we'll get hot by the refrigerator. In the kitchen next to the pantry, you think that might be what you fancy?
0: In the buff, being rude, doing stuff with the food, getting lewd with the food, we heard that's what you are into. <laughs> Do you think that could
1: be something that you think you could be into? <sighs> Strange times, of course, it feels like, and uh, maybe an exaggeration, and not to discount the fact that there has been good and joy to be seen and to be felt, both on a large scale and just on a personal, intimate level, in your own lives. The last several years, there has been good. But it does kind of seem like there's some truth to the idea that, like, what, since 2016 hadn't been great? <laughs> you know, each year's gotten something going on that's, that's not so lovely. And I mean, uh, one door of, of the pandemic looking to be closing very slowly, but finally closing nonetheless. And now opening the door to just war and uncertainty in the far, uh, east of, of, of Europe and just, it's crazy to watch it's disheartening to watch of course and you know we that's really what we do from this vantage point is we just get to observe it of course you can help out if you want uh, i saw Shauna mckinnon was sharing several resources for ways that you can help out with the people of ukraine uh, on our social media just yesterday but uh, you know it's just weird dystopian kind of future has become the everyday reality to the point where now I'm seeing just scrolling through YouTube a video with a title like and and I quote this is real how to make potatoes while dread presses in from every direction a video from from John Green specifically I haven't even watched it yet but just the title alone has me going ha yep I get it I totally get it cuz we're in this zone of well we got to still move on with real life and 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 get the day done despite everything and it's just weird it totally is weird but the best advice i have uh, is not great advice but still just a a hopeful urge to say hold tight like dave d dozy beaky Mitch, and titch said way back in the day hold tight
0: transmission over one more steve new podcast episodes happen every friday or just tune into the steve reeve show weekday mornings starting at 5 30 a.m on 100.5 cruise fm